This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. Hey everybody, it's episode 58 of Beers in the Lot. Thank you for your listen or your download. This week we started out on the subject of our beer league games and some of the funny things that happened on Sunday. Then we started talking about Detroit and some other hockey cities and got into the future of the Red Wings. And that kind of led to a discussion about big hockey markets like California and Vegas and so on. So let's get to it. Let's open these beers. Nice pours, guys. Yep. Aaron, what are you drinking? Tonight, I've got, from Millstream Brewing Company, a windmill wheat, American wheat. I don't know much more about this other than <laughs> what it says. There's a whole lot on this label here, unfortunately. Millstream Brewing Company is out of Amana, Iowa, though. And uh, this is pretty good. You mean you didn't study it? No, I did not. I'm not a studier of beers. I am a drinker of beers. You didn't do research? <laughs> I did not do my due diligence on this beer. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you got tonight, Daniel? Um, going back to the uh, treehouse well. And I have a uh, super treat American double IPA. Interesting can art there. Yeah. Lollipop, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got tonight, Riggs. So, keeping things in New England, I have from Night Shift Brewing, which is another excellent New England brewery, uh, Santilli American IPA. Very, very good. Very well balanced. Yes. And last but not least, John Walker. Uh, So, I actually have another beer from Silver Branch down the road in Silver Spring, Maryland. Cosmic Summer, which is a West Coast IPA, and this is like pretty much the last of my summer beers since it's been in the 70s in our area the last couple of days to knock this out before we start into like the stouts and the porters and the very heavy winter beers. You know, you need the hearty stuff in the cold months. So. You, need, you need thick beers. <laughs> thick. <laughs> That's right. Thick beers. <laughs> Thick. <laughs> Wait a minute, Aaron. Hold up your glass. Did you pour the whole thing? Yeah. Damn, dude. Dang. Chugging that tonight. Get good. it. Aaron it's must good. have a rattler he wants to get to. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I've got another one of those blood orange ales that I got. Mm. <laughs> they were good. I want another one of them. How many beers comes in that subscription? Like, what is, how does that work? Four a month. So, okay. one a week. Actually okay. Works out pretty well for, for this. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to next month's box because it should be coming in anytime. Sorry. I'm being a child. You could edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so am I the only one that chuckles in that statement? Like, come on. Like, really? I'm the only one that chuckles. 
Guess I'm that guy. Whatever. Yep. You are a child, <laughs> sir. You are that guy. <laughs> I am that guy. You that, that guy. Totally yep. true. On this podcast, you're that guy. <laughs> you're not that guy. Dude, so actually, so you know how like sometimes Rigsby does it, I do it. If you get the puck in your defensive zone off the faceoff, you notice how sometimes the D just straight up collapse to your net thinking they can force a turnover. And sometimes you're kind of stuck at the point and you kind of coast a little bit to get that, you know, stretch pass to touchdown pass. Well, someone on our team like seven or eight times last night was trying to do the same thing that like Eric and I and Aaron sometimes do. And like he would catch it and he, his feet not only were not moving, but he would fumble the puck or like, dump it afterwards so finally it was like the fifth or sixth time he did and i just kind of was like he does it again you're not that guy pal you're not that guy (laughs) 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 so the best part is other people on the bench heard it and so every time he got the puck we were saying you're not that guy pal you're not that guy everyone was doing it (laughs) is that what aaron scissor kicked the guy Probably, oh, God. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, I was just skating. Yeah, we just locked skates. It happens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see you guys are having fun on the same team. Nice. Yeah, we are. We're having a really good time, actually. <laughs> yeah, just just a couple of the recordings that Aaron showed me from Live Barn today. Just. You guys were screaming at each other. It was great. Well, that, was that wasn't team, us. That was, that, was <laughs> that was the other team. That was that was the other team. There were there were definitely some aggressors on the other team. We had to put them in place at certain points. <laughs> <laughs> hence the scissor kick. Yeah, hence the scissor kick. <laughs> Aaron Aaron Which... looked like Liu Kang going down the ice to scissor kick people for Mortal Kombat. Okay. He didn't actually <laughs> scissor kick anyone. He didn't even actually kick or trip or anything. He didn't actually he do anything. <laughs> yeah. He didn't do anything. You scissor kicked him though. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the joke, you scissor kicked him. Yeah. I think really what happened was that I kind of fell onto him. So I probably knocked the wind out of him because I need to lose some weight. (laughs) (laughs) Thick boy. (laughs) It was funny, though, because I was, like, trying to make sure it was in his zone. So I was trying to, like, hey, are you okay? And then then the play at the other end was kind of breaking down or whatever, and we ended up getting the puck. And so I just stood on the blue line, and everybody was like, hey, you cherry-picking son of a bitch. It was (laughs) (laughs) I missed the puck anyway, so... (laughs) I, I just have one. I have one correction to that part. Everyone wasn't yelling at you. One person, <laughs> yeah, one person, person <laughs> yelling at you. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> she said he was time traveling, right? Oh, he was time traveling. <laughs> yeah, a couple of their guys were time traveling. Yeah, <laughs> a few before the game, one or two. Went, went hard at B Dubs. I lined up <laughs> next to a few of them. And I just made the joke. I was getting contact drunk just from standing next to him. <laughs> it was so bad. Nope. <laughs> Good times. Glad the glad the league has started back up. We can get these stories going. 
Yeah, I think uh, my team plays you your team next week. That'll be fun. Yeah. You're going down a little tilt. I hope not. Beers <laughs> in the lot face off. Yeah. Three on one. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, before this this uh season and our league started up, I was thinking I was like, man, it would it would be awesome actually, even more so than normal. Uh, to for us all to be on the same team. Like normally, I'm I'm kind of indifferent about that. Normally, it's like it's fun being on separate teams. But for that, for whatever reason, this season, I was thinking, man, we be good if we were all on the same team, especially in that league. Fun. You know, like yeah. in that yeah. league, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and also too because of the shorter. Normally, we have about what fourteen to sixteen guys on our roster each season, roughly yeah. give or take. This season, it's like eleven, right? Which yeah. for ice time is spectacular. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um we'll see what happens when some people, you know, vanish for like four weeks at a time and then your team <laughs> only has like six skaters, which happened to Danny and I the one that's season. Fun, we, yeah, we, yeah, that's good. I liked it, but like it was kind of annoying sometimes, especially when the other team had like a decent team. They were rolling out three straight lines and you're eight guys and you're like, gosh, <laughs> can it stop at some point? I'm getting tired. Well, I remember yeah. one of those games where we came back from Johnstown after playing five games. Yeah. Yeah. We ran train on everybody. We still won. Yeah, we won. <laughs> won an OT, I think. Yeah. Passed, we loose. Passed from you to me. Yeah. We were very, very loose. Yeah, very loose. That's going to happen this season, too. Johnstown, the last regular season game of the, this, this league season. Yeah. I think. For this fall. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, because we got a somewhat early start compared to normal. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's what eleven weeks instead of twelve, I think, something like that. Nine games. Uh, it's it's only nine games, yeah, yeah. instead of ten. So. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. It's got to be done yeah. before a certain time. Johnstown's what November fourth, forty some days out. So yeah, yeah, all right. Nice. Yeah, nice. It'll be fun. Yeah, assuming nice. we don't make the championship and we. uh we can make it back in time for the game and here in Frederick, that'd be uh yeah, yeah, been fortunate. Should be all right. Yeah. If if we play in the championship game, we'll give yeah, it a whatever. Uh, old fashioned try and see mm-hmm. what happens. We don't care, <laughs> but we'll try. We'll reluctantly show up and play in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many we've done it what? Twice we've had to play in the Sunday game? I think so. I think we made the final twice. I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's right, but it, yeah, I feel like it's once. I can think twice. of it at least once, but yeah, I know, I, I know one, one for sure. I know one for yeah. sure because I think the first year that I went, which would have been your second year, Riggs, yeah. when yeah. Danny and Aaron came up too. I think, yeah, because we had like a three, we, we had like a three o'clock start or something. Three o'clock start in Johnstown ended showered threw our stuff in the car, got back to Frederick at like seven. We were on the ice at like eight o'clock. Like yeah. we just had time to like dump cars, grab your gear again, yep. put it on. Yeah. <laughs> Beat cheeks. Yeah. Clap <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> went, went cheeks clapping in and then <laughs> left. Yeah. And also fantasy hockey again this year. We're going to do that. That'll be fun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. 
Yay. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sick, man. I know. Vince McMahon of our fantasy we, league. We are not going to subject the listener base to us drafting. Oh, we're going to no. We'll do the highlights. highlights. Yeah. yeah, same as last year. We'll have we'll have yeah. the crazy draft rules, and mm-hmm. we'll do the draft offline. Yes. And then we'll talk about some of the interesting things that happen. Yeah. 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 You know what, John? I think we should do for like the last round, like make an extra round. Okay. You, ha- you have to draft somebody who's on a professional tryout. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I actually really like that. That's good. Ooh. Yeah. Do we have a, a, a round where we have to draft a seventh rounder or something like that? Like somebody who's. <laughs> like, well, no, I was, we should do something was, like that. I was I was gonna make a joke, but I looked I I I was totally trolling with the idea of this draft rule. You have to draft someone in your roster who has signed an offer sheet, but currently there's only two there's people only in the two. league. There's only two people in the league, <laughs> Shea Weber in Cockney Emmy. So Dustin Dustin Penner and a few of the other guys, they they're long they're since gone. Long gone. And I was like, damn, I was kind of hoping there would be like two other dudes. <laughs> like, man, like, come on, I need a little help here, but no. <laughs> Maybe just make one round. You have to draft a player that makes $6.1 million. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you who won't be picked. <laughs> 6.1 mil. I can tell you. But yeah. Had to say it. I don't know. You care. <laughs> dying it's it's very cold-blooded at this point but yeah no i think so we we did what fighting you had a draft a german a swiss player did obviously a usa hockey you know person yeah if anyone thinks of any odd ones out there in our listenership shoot them in we'd love to hear you know what you think those always be good I think we should add one where it's like you have to draft the last overall or something like that. Well, it's Hornquist. That's the <laughs> only one right now. Is he a last overall? Holy Horny shit. was the last overall pick in his huh. draft. And the others, I can't name them. <laughs> really? <laughs> For a reason. Huh. For a reason. Because <laughs> they didn't crack NHL lineups. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Well, it's almost as if you know, last overall is... Not very good. Speaking of that, I was <laughs> I was kind of looking, I was digging around on some things, and I was listening to this interview about Jack Hughes he did with uh, Tim and Friends up in Canada, and he was talking about his brother Quinn Hughes, who's in Vancouver, and said that essentially he should get paid his contract money, blah blah blah. He deserved it, and even though he plays on a last place team in his division, and I thought to myself, I'm like, man, that's like really cold, like him just kind of like saying that about vancouver but then i thought more about it i'm like wait a second he's probably also saying that for his own self as well yeah you know but he's just kind of oh yeah vancouver they're dead last but yeah like you know you should pay the guy his money he's worth it blah 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 and i'm like come on jack like we know what you're doing here come on he's he's a proud union member that's right. He's a proud union member. Proud member of the players association. Well, and yeah, Danny, the, none of the players, none of the players want to see a guy get signed for significantly less. No, absolutely. Yeah, not. None of them. 
Oh. They also don't want to see certain players get signed for significantly more, you know, on their own uh, team. But I think overall, they're kind of like, no, I don't mind it because I can use it as a comparable or, you know, anything else. I'm sure some players are looking at certain players now. Wall, wall. I'm going, that person makes well, six. The one, but, yeah. the one thing we know, we, the one thing we know is that everyone knows what everyone's value is. The, the players and Absolutely. agents know because the agencies have staff. They have their own scouting staff and their own research staff yep. and their own analytics staff, and they know exactly what their players are going to be worth. So they have a they have data that tells them this is the money we need to ask for, and this is the term, blah blah blah. And we already know that the teams, the clubs, have those equivalent staffs, and they know what the players are worth. And they know how they're going to offer or counter offer and go into those negotiations. So, like, if somebody ends up increasing the average, right, for whatever role or group of player that they are classified as, uh, it only helps all the players. So, they're all, they are all rooting for each other to get the most out of every contract deal. You can guarantee that. True. Yeah. Cause everybody benefits. Yeah. Everybody, but the, you know, the teams, the organizations. Do. Yeah. But it, for them, right. I mean, we, I think we said it last week or the week before that the players are assets in that business. So, you know, they're right. They're making an investment in their, business you know they're trying to hire the best person for whatever job that they have open on that lineup so so like it's just like anything else well yeah like we were i mean we mentioned it especially with the carolina habs thing you know with the offer sheet montreal was not willing to go five years at 5.5 for philip to know even though they probably in their head, they're like, he is worth it to us, but with our cap situation, we can't pay him that. And LA had no problem shelling out that coin for him because they can shield their younger centers. They have a buffer in between Anze Kopitar and another really good two-way center to play with Kopitar too. So your first top two lines or even top three, depending on where he slots this year, you have two Selkie caliber centers down the middle for you in a division that i mean we know it the west is kind of open outside of like vegas colorado and minnesota really i mean it's kind of open anything could happen especially you know those california teams no one really knows it's going to happen with them we all want to see them do well because it's good for the league when i think those three teams out there when right i think when they do well the league does pretty well it's like toronto and montreal you want to see those teams do well in new york and not so much detroit for personal reasons but whatever you know <laughs> they had their time they had their... it's not your time pal it's not your time <laughs> <laughs> well we've said it we've talked about it before about like certain markets are just good for hockey and detroit's one of those where you you're not going to grow like in terms of the broader picture you're picking a city where i want hockey to explode here because it's going to be good for the game detroit's probably not in the top five on that list like 
it's good that hockey's big in Detroit, but it probably always will be because that's just kind of how Detroit is. Like well, they're already a big hockey city. Whereas it's, ori- it's an original six team. It's been yeah. there forever. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. The market yeah. the market's right. already there. They have multiple uh they have multiple Div one programs in this in Michigan that are all drivable distance from the Detroit metro area. And right. uh, Michigan high school hockey is actually huge. Like people, right. people always thought people always identify with Minnesota, right, for high school hockey. But Michigan uh, high school hockey is huge as well. So, and then you have the AAA programs that are based, yeah, uh, out I of was... Michigan and the Detroit area, <laughs> right. I was going to say that. What it, they have like the big five saturation. there. They have the big five exactly. youth programs. They yeah. have Honeybank, Compuware, Little Caesars, Bell Tire. And Victory Honda, they're all yeah. right there. They're all right there, and they're yeah. all nationally ranked every year, sending and kids national. They're, re- they're recruiting kids into, yes, that yeah, yeah, area and that's too. and that's for for girls and boys divisions. Yes, they're yes. they're doing successful across the board. Yeah, so yeah, they Detroit they have has a good model. They're way past peak saturation. Like they're they're a hockey city through and through. Whereas yeah. like some other markets, yeah. like. You could even argue like South Florida, like Miami, and even in, in New York, of course, and L.A., like just huge markets where you're just going to reach a bunch of people. Right. That's what you, no. where you really right. want successful hockey to grow the game because more people are going to get exposed to it. Stevie Wilde, get that that ship turned the right way, though. Give him a little yeah. bit of time. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm not worried about Detroit. And I know oh. we've said it because he's a USA hockey guy. Jeff Blaschel seems to have his head on his shoulders. He knows what well, he's doing. He... I mean, Eric had a really good uh, – yeah, tell the story really quick, Riggs, about the level five with him. So when he spoke, uh, they had like a Q&A thing after his you know, uh, presentation. And clearly a Red Wings fan – got up and asked this question and you know said you know are you guys in a in a full rebuild situation or where do you like where do you think you are in that process and the first thing he said was we haven't been good the last two years it's like we've been bad we haven't been good the last two years (laughs) and it's been tough but we're going through that we have a lot of young players we're going through that process he wouldn't say where he thought they are, where they actually are, but I mean, he, he said, they're not good. They're not, he said, we're not a good hockey team. Literally said that. So, <laughs> you know, there's, I think there's some awareness there. And I think also like with, with Eiserman going in there as the GM and, you know, with a plan and obviously whatever he did in Tampa work, because look, Breeze was, good and well he worked, yeah he worked under <laughs> Iserman, but that's still stevie wise team down that's, there that just that's won back-to-back team, yeah. cups so and, yeah, and exactly and the pieces that he put in place and the contracts and the way they were structured and everything set them up for those two runs so it's still his team down there uh and i think in detroit that's the expectation now is that he's going to be able to build the same type of program and process there. And so, you know, going back to Blashill, somebody like him, who's a very well-respected coach, coach in the, the NHL, 
you know, community and then the broader, you know, internationally and, uh, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be given a lot of leeway to do what he needs to do to develop players and get the Red Wings, you know, to where they need to be on the ice. So, you know, again, we just talked about Detroit for a, a long time and, and related to, you know, what, what does the market there need? The market there doesn't need anything. It's, it's a lot like Buffalo, Nothing. right? Where mm-hmm. there's already rabid hockey fans in that market. Yep. Whether they like the Red Wings or not, or they like the Sabres or not, doesn't really matter. Hockey is huge in places like that. In Southern California or California in general, those teams have to be good for people to be interested in hockey, right? Yep. To to grow the game in those areas. So that you know, for for LA to have the success that they did over those couple uh, cup years, um, for San Jose to be a perennial contender for so many years, that's huge for California, right? Right. It's a it's a per capita thing. So right. In Buffalo and Detroit, I mean, the hockey fans per capita is just off the charts. And then you look at a place like L.A. or something like that, and it's it's a lot lower. So that means that there's a lot of potential, which a good good run, a good couple of seasons or so, people start getting interested in it. Especially you get some celebrities in a place like right? L.A. Celebrities <laughs> do a whole lot for the game. You get guys like Snoop Dogg. You know, yeah, dog. The booth. Now we're talking. Yeah. You're gonna get some attention. Like, that's awesome. Wait, yeah, so man. you're saying because Little John went to Thrasher's games, it didn't grow big enough? Little, what are you talking he's, about? He started going to Vegas games. I know. Remember? He's in Vegas now. I dig that. Remember? I'm all about that. <laughs> we were talking about Vegas in the locker room last night. They don't even need fans. Like Vegas doesn't. I mean, they have right. fans. So, but okay. it may, they need some fans. Yes, I didn't want to. They will I always wanna, have fans. But. I didn't want to <laughs> jump into that conversation because I just wanted to like enjoy post game beers in the room. But uh, so having <laughs> having met having met real Vegas fans that have been residents of the town before Gold Knights came and all that stuff. Uh, what they say is that the Golden Knights have uh, accelerated the growth of the hockey community there. It was already sort of starting. Then the Golden Knights came, and now like they don't have enough ice to get kids on. There's waiting lists for programs. Uh, right. It's it's just it's exploding there now, and people are crazy about it. Now, part of that's because the Golden Knights had uh, massive success, shocking (laughs) success in their first season, right, as an expansion team. But part of it's just the simple fact that they were the only pro team in town, right? Like, like just this year, right? That the the Raiders moved from LA or whatever they Mm -hmm. were, yeah, moved from California to Vegas. And they built the Death Star. That's the name of yeah. the yeah. <laughs> Death Star. But but uh, that was that was cool. the that was the only you know I don't know if NHLs or what's considered the top four pro sports in America anymore. But 
um they were the only you know top pro franchise that was in vegas now they had had they had had echl before uh they had had different incarnations of minor league hockey there uh but nothing is like the nhl right nothing is like an ownership group coming in working with the city to build a very nice building uh and then putting a really good product on the ice um and i so everything that i heard from those guys was hey the the vegas hockey community is absolutely exploding it's like nuclear right now and we can't we cannot find enough ice to get kids on so (laughs) you know whatever you want to say about filling that building whatever it it doesn't matter (laughs) they're set they're set up for the future they're set up for the long term success of hockey in that area of the country and also by putting uh their ahl team in henderson when they got right. the green light to do that, they're like, oh, we'll put it in Henderson. Perfect. Yeah, I, mean, that's I, I think that's a, that's a no brainer because especially, you know, we we've talked about it. You know, you, some families can't afford, especially if you're like a family. I mean, I'll take my family, for example, mom, dad and three kids like that's five people going to a professional sports game. Ooh, yeah. That adds up pretty quick, yeah. especially when, you know, you want sodas and my younger brother Neil wants like candy, dipping dots, popcorn, and fifteen other things. <laughs> um, <laughs> had to throw him under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for episode fifty-eight here. As always, thank you so much for your listen. We appreciate your support through listens. We especially appreciate those who are subscribing or rating and reviewing on your podcatcher apps. That helps us a lot. And a super special thanks to our Patreons. You guys are awesome. If you want some more information on Patreon or Discord, beersandlot.com is the place to go. All the info you need is there. Thanks again for your listen. We'll catch you next week. See ya.